Donna Summer. I was a member of the Donna Summer fan club Let's when I was dance. a child. Wow. We're putting the band back together. Twisted Minds brought you the original fan ball. We had a bad time with enough turn goat piss in the gas This is the Fan Ball Fantasy Football Podcast. If you're dumb, surround yourself with smart people. And if you're smart, surround yourself with smart people who disagree with you. Welcome back to another episode of the Fanball Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Scott Fish. I'm here with John Tuvey seated to my left. How you Changing doing, things up a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying something new. New seating arrangement. Yeah. They moved you to the front of the class. You couldn't see Is, the board. Are you looking for your luck to change or something like that? Well, what's going on here? You know, I feel I'm, I'm all over the place right now. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I just, uh, just thought it could use a little something different today. That voice you just heard before me was Jay Clemens. We're going to talk about some DFS values today. Let's start with quarterbacks. Who's your Who's your guy, John? Who, if you wanna, if you wanna save some money at quarterback, who are you going with this week? Well, he's a guy that I was beating the drum for in the uh, preseason. It uh, didn't work out so well, but he's had one decent game so far. Now he gets a great matchup. I'm going with Brian Hoyer, who's a $5,700 price tag. He faces a Indianapolis Colts defense that's allowed the third most passing yards. I believe they're also top five in rushing yards allowed to quarterbacks. Jeez. And Hoyer can uh, he can get it done on his feet when he needs to. Uh, the Colts are allowing an average of 297 passing yards and 1.5 touchdowns per game. I'm going to round up and say <laughs> Hoyer's good 302. for 302 this week nice. and uh, at a $5,700 price tag. If you're not able to play anybody from the Thursday night game and in the main slate you're not able to play either Winston or Brady, who I think are consensus one-two quarterbacks this week, uh, Brian Hoyer's my guy. Yeah, I, this this is one of those weeks that I might be a guy that pays off pays up for quarterback. But, yeah, Brian Hoyer, it, correct me if I'm wrong, the first two games were terrible and the second, next two games he did pretty decent. Maybe, maybe this is the real him the last couple of weeks. Maybe he'll – Maybe he'll start to turn it around at this point. This is a good matchup for that. Well, I think that offense is starting to settle in. It, yeah. You know, it's a new coach and a new system and a new scheme. And they did have a, a couple of not so favorable matchups uh, the first couple of weeks. And uh, yeah, this is this is definitely a favorable matchup. Um, going from west to east, there there's a little bit of concern, but uh, you know, I, I I'm putting some faith in Hoyer. He's he's been around the block a couple times. Yep. And, and the other receivers were getting involved last week. Carlos Hyde is only averaging something like four yards per target, which is ridiculous, like one of the worst in the league for running backs. Got to figure that's going to regress or improve upwards. Well, and Aldrick Robinson stepped up yeah. as a, a guy that's Spectator. kind of followed Kyle Shanahan from place to place yeah. to place when Marquise Goodwin went down. Uh, what, he got 12 targets, 14 targets? It was 12. something ridiculous yep, like that. So you know Garcon's going to get his. I still think they're going to get the tight end involved. Like you mentioned, Hyde, uh, uh, the target number isn't great, but it, it, the volume of targets is, yes, is up for him. Yes, the volume is great. So lots of things going right in that 49er offense and a good opportunity for against Indy. All right, for 100 bucks more, or 100 bucks less, at 5,600 is Jay's guy. Uh, we're going with Josh McCown, 
$5,600. You are correct. I'm glad that you guys talked for a few minutes because it gave me time to click everything that I needed. <laughs> my computer had died and so I had to reboot it. Plus, I had to get a, a great stat from my friend uh, uh, Zach Jackson, who works for The Athletic, used to covers the Cleveland Browns, okay? He tweeted this yesterday. Uh, well, he was retweeting a guy's tweet. Um, the Browns this year through four games, uh, they've, they have given up nine touchdown passes and they've collected only two interceptions against opposing quarterbacks. For when those quarterbacks play every other team outside of the Browns this season, they have nine touchdowns and 12 interceptions. So, so that just tells <laughs> you how this is a bounty situation. I'm, I'm rolling through my stuff here. Uh, the Browns right now against opposing quarterbacks rank in the bottom 10 for both for completions uh, yards allowed, and they've surrendered nine touchdowns, as we mentioned already before. That is the second highest tally in the league. Uh, so you put that all together. I've been telling people, if you're going to even have Josh McCown on your roster, this is the week to start him. And here's the deal. You've got buys to what? Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, Trevor Simeon, and I'm forgetting somebody else uh, that's on a buy. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Plus you have injuries to Derek Carr and potentially Marcus Mariota. This is the week to start Josh McCown. Like yep. you got McCown for a song in round 16. In maybe you probably even got him in free agency. This is the thing to do. In fact, here. Yep. What and I have. 5,600. He's one of the cheaper starting quarterback yeah. options. You As I wrote week. about yesterday, he has stealthily accounted for 285 total yards and or multiple touchdowns in 10 of his last 16 starts. And people forget when he for Cleveland in 2014 when he knew he was the quarterback, he had an otherworldly three-game stretch of 1,154 yards passing and seven touchdowns, which breaks down to an average per-game average of 385 yards and 2.3 touchdowns. Plus, there's a revenge play here going against the team that dumped him. <laughs> like this could outside of a monsoon just wrecking Cleveland Stadium this weekend. Man, I feel like every week this is, a is the perfect Josh McCown revenge. We game. need to this print up Josh McCown revenge fine, tour T-shirts. Yes, that's not a bad idea. But all seriousness, this is the weekend to start McCown. And, and if you want to dump him after this weekend, by all means. But as I keep telling people in every podcast we ever do, Josh McCown is not hot, hot garbage in fantasy. Yeah, yeah. So McCown at fifty six hundred, Hoyer at fifty seven hundred, both far cheaper than my option. Well, a thousand cheaper. Uh, I'm going with Deshaun Watson. He's been lights out so far this year. I, I don't. I don't think I need to stress how good he's been for no, the last three weeks since he started. So I'll just go with his, the defense he's playing. KC. We've mentioned this before. Gets this rap as as being a really really good defense, and they are a good defense. But they do they do have weaknesses. They they've allowed the seventh most yards passing in the NFL which is good for Watson. And they've allowed the second most rushing yards in the NFL to quarterbacks, which I found was crazy. And then I looked at who they went up against. They didn't go up against the best rushers in the world. Carson Wentz, Kirk Cousins, Tom Brady, and Phillip Rivers. And yet they've still allowed the second most rushing yards in the NFL to quarterbacks. Wow. That's a... Uh... They, they, they allowed Cousins 38 yards, Wentz 55 yards. I mean, these, these are not running quarterbacks. Brady negative one yard. Yes. And... Deshaun Watson. Yeah, D Brady, Brady wasn't getting any. <laughs> but Deshaun Watson, he can actually run, and this is a team that lets non-running quarterbacks run on them. If To me, you got to look. I don't know who does the pricing here at Fanball. It's like Oz behind the curtain. We're not allowed to go behind the curtain and see who makes the pricing. But you have to keep in mind that if Watson has one more good week, basically we can yeah, wave this, bye this bye, bye to him last. ever being below seven grand. So why not jump on it? While you With can? his last yeah. chance. Yes, exactly, exactly. 
All right, let's move over to running backs. Uh, let's start with you, Jay. Who do, who do you got at running back? Since you only have one, and we took we, – John and I kind of took a couple each because there, there's some good values for you to hear about. Okay, I have Andre Ellington at – I believe he's at 3,700 for yep. the week. Okay, a little backstory here. Uh, Scott and I were doing a podcast with the godfather of fantasy football, uh, Paul Charchi, on a Monday. And he asked our what is our all-in level in terms of commitment for FOB in terms of acquiring Ellington. And I blue charge away by saying a minimum of 70 to 75% because I'm all in. The Cardinals do not have the means for a power rushing game. So even if they got a lead, there's no way they can really sit on it. The only way they can sit on a lead is by throwing short dump passes to uh, Ellington. Ellington has collected 22 targets in his last two games. He has 14 catches. Uh, he hasn't scored a touchdown all year, but I'm not really worried about that. If you can pull a James White heist every week and catch seven to eight balls and be targeted 11, 12 times, you're going to be just fine in a PPR league. So for that price, 3700 I've got Ellington in my top 15 for the week. Th- yep. That's gold. And Absolute on fanball scoring. Yeah. Fanball scoring, he's he's that's PPR, and there are milestone bonuses. So maybe, hopefully, Ellington. You know what? That's the yardage. funny thing is when I pick somebody, I don't ever take into account a milestone a milestone bonus. Right. But this is one of those weekends where that could happen. Yep, exactly. You got to remember that you know six catches a game that that's your touchdown. He doesn't yep. like you said. Exactly. He doesn't have to score. And um, touchdowns are gravy. Definitely. I believe Scott, you did the write up on him. He's. His 14 catches are more than, and you listed a, a bevy yeah, of just, you know, Watkins, Reed. I mean, a lot of legitimate receivers yep. that don't have the, the volume that he's getting. So, And that's on the season for those guys. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it is crazy how much he is. He has basically taken the David Johnson passing <laughs> passing role. He's going to get know. the David Johnson's 1,000 yards receiving. There it is. It, it, you know what? It might be possible. It might be possible depending on how much they use him going forward. All right, John. Let's go to you. Who who is your running back or well, running back? As as you mentioned, we uh, we both had a couple guys that we thought deserved mention. Uh, I, I've got Thomas Rawls. There's got to be somebody in Seattle that you start in this matchup. The Rams defense has allowed the most rushing <laughs> touchdowns. Only two teams have allowed more rushing yards. Um, it, it's it's all there. And if if we're if Pete Carroll's to be believed, which is kind of a stretch, but <laughs> He says Thomas Rawls is the guy, and Thomas Rawls is, is absolutely going to tear up the Rams. Bad, bad offensive line or not, this defense is not stopping the run. Now, Rawls has bad history yeah. against, uh, against the Rams. 27 yards on 28 attempts in two games, zero touchdowns. So, you know, do you go further down for Eddie Lacy? Do you no. go to J.D. McKissick? Lacy's more expensive. That's the problem. That's, you know, that's <laughs> – I don't want to pay for Eddie Lacy. Rawls is the value at 4300 but if Pro you're si- – just, just for those listening, Procise is 3800 and McKissick is 3600 uh, And McKissick, for me, would be the guy if Procise is ruled out. And if Procise is in, I'm, I'm considering that price tag as well. But right now, Rawls looks like the guy, according to Pete Carroll, so I've got him at 4,300 as as a value play. But if you want to avoid that situation altogether, here's another bad situation, and it's bad on both sides. It's the irresistible force meeting the movable object (laughs) with the 31st-ranked rush offense of the New York Giants facing the 31st-ranked rush defense of the Los Angeles Chargers. Wayne Gallman with the $3,900 price tag. He, uh, He had the best game by a... By a running back, a Giants running back, last week 
came off inactive to uh, rush for 42 yards. He also <laughs> had two catches and a, a receiving touchdown. Mm-hmm. So if he's that involved in the offense, man, the Chargers are giving up 153 rushing yards a game, 5.3 yards a carry. If the Giants are ever going to run the ball, it's going to be this week, and it's going to be with Wayne Gallman. And at 3,900, I'm willing to stack my lineup elsewhere and, and roll the bones with him. Yeah, I mean, Ajayi had 126 total yards. Hunt had 183 total yards. LeGarrette friggin' Blunt had 156 total yards. And two of those three guys have done nothing in any other game. Exactly, exactly. That's the oh, – man, it is a good matchup. 3,900, it's probably your cheapest starting running back if uh, – it really depends on what happens with the Green Bay situation that I'll talk Good about. Good segue. I, <laughs> I would have made a better segue because uh, if I had done Andre Ellington last and then moved into a wide receiver for Arizona. But that's another story. <laughs> and just think of – we should go back to Ellington for a second. Just think what his totals would be if he didn't have, you know, an uh, – uh, Cooper-level drops. I mean, he's oh. he's putting a few on the ground. Yeah. Yeah, so the Green Bay the Green Bay situation, Aaron Jones was likely going to be the starter. Now Jamal Williams is practicing in full. So he was above Aaron Jones on the depth chart. It's it's to be assumed There's that Jamal- nothing can, to me nothing can be assumed after yeah, who they're going to ride the true. hot hand. It's that simple. Like uh, yep. you know, yeah. So Aaron Jones is at 4100 probably because the the number crunchers behind the curtain uh, thought he'd be the starter. <laughs> Williams is 3200. So, if it if the end of the week comes and you need to you want the Green Bay starter, depending on how much money you got sp- spent elsewhere, Williams might be the call at 3200. Uh, 4100 for Jones, uh, it might also be the call. I don't know. You're going to have to keep your keep your eye on it, but one of those guys is probably going to be a pretty decent value this week. The the Cowboys defense that they played, that they're playing, was just shredded by Todd Gurley and C.J. Anderson. So th- this is a situation where you might you might want to put your balls out there on the table, I guess, for, for, for a guy like Jamal Williams at 3,200 and just say, I'm all in on this guy. I'm going to pay up for Le'Veon Bell and other guys elsewhere and uh, and make that play. Aren't you the guy that like deleted a comment where I said gosh darn in week one and now you're you're throwing your balls on the table, you know? I'm going to move back from the table and just <laughs> make clear. I have loose I have loosened up. <laughs> I don't think it was gosh darn, maybe it was. I don't even know. Uh so let's move on to wide receivers. <laughs> let's start with Jaron Brown. Jaron Brown has 29 targets over the last Three weeks, which is the sixth most targets in the NFL. He's only thirty seven hundred dollars. He's he's getting he's getting nearly ten targets a game, and he's only thirty seven hundred dollars against the twenty seventh ranked pass defense. Uh, it's it's hard not to love this. You could almost Arizona stack with Ellington and Jaron Brown, right, Jay? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I wasn't prepared for an Arizona <laughs> oh. stat question, but yeah, why not? Uh, I think it's, if we've established anything on these podcasts, there's two defenses, pass defenses, that I don't really have a lot of respect for, and that's the Eagles and the Colts. Obviously, the, the Titans and the Patriots are getting killed, but I think that's the thing where that will self-correct as we go. Eagles and Colts, uh, they just don't have a secondary, so by all means, uh, play your Cardinals against them. Yeah, that's, uh, it's, it's easily a great matchup for Jaron Brown. Uh, another great matchup, your guy, John. Yeah, I'll take uh, anybody going against the Tennessee Titans secondary. And, and 
a little worried that it's Jay Cutler throwing, but uh, he, he does have some YOLO to him, and Kenny Stills is a deep ball guy. When you look at uh, what the Titans have allowed, five receivers have topped 75 yards against him. Seven have found the end zone. And that's just in four games. Um, Stills is still is averaging six targets per game. Every receiver to see that volume against the Titans has hit double-digit fanball points. So there's a huge opportunity. The Titans are giving up an average of 172 wide receiver yards, two wide receiver touchdowns per game. I know Landry's going to take a bite. I know Parker's going to take a bite. But all it, 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 Kenny Stills is like a poor man's Tyreek Hill. It just takes the one 48-yard touchdown mm-hmm. for him to pay dividends. And at 3,800 against that secondary, I'm taking my shot. Yeah, that's... That, that's a guy I have listed in an article coming out tomorrow. Jay Cutler has not made his don't give a crap throws this year, and Adam Gase has kept him under wraps at the Bears. So that's when, when they were with, with the Bears together. So that's a concern for me. But plus, they I, finally got a good matchup. Last week's yeah, matchup was just daunting. Yeah. You know. No. Yeah, I feel like they realize they have to change something offensively, and, and maybe it is you know letting Jay Cutler loose a little bit. Yeah. All right, Jay, who's your guy? By the way, I love Tuvi's printer here. Like, I would love to have a printer <laughs> like that at work. It would be great. Um, I, I, I sneak into Rob's office and use his printer when he's not here. That's great. I like that. Uh, very good. Okay, guys, I had to pick – you know, we've got all these good stats, but eventually you got to go with a hunch sometimes. The Vikings, okay, in the city of Minneapolis – People are love, know that the Vikings have this amazing defense. They can get to the quarterback anytime they want. They only gave up 14 points to the Lions this week, yada, yada. But here's the deal. Through four games, the Vikings' defense, pass defense, is actually has bottom five tallies with targets, receptions, and receiving yards allowed. So now playing against the Bears with Mitchell Trubisky going, we have to find somebody out of that mess that could actually have a productive game. We all know that Jordan Howard tore those guys up running last year on, uh, was it Halloween night or whatever it was, on Monday Night Football? Trying to block that out, yeah. Yeah, but we need a receiver. So here's the deal. If I've learned anything from working with a pro football team, it's that when you have a backup quarterback who suddenly gets promoted to the stop, his first inkling is to ride guys that he's been throwing to on the scout team all that time. So my pick this week uh, at $3,400 is Josh Bellamy because he'll have some kind of connection with him uh, I'm merely playing a hunch here. You know, Bellamy was targeted, what, six times last week? Week two, he had seven targets. But he also had a goose egg in week three. So there's no perfect system here. I Basically, I'm just trying to look through the group, find one guy that's dirt cheap that I know will get targeted, and he probably has a really good relationship with Trubisky in terms of timing and all that stuff. Bellamy must, is my guy for 3,400. Interesting call. It could be. It's tough to say. I mean, the defensive matchup, you're right. They're, they're giving up a lot of yards. Uh, through the air. If you pick the four people that I'm going, and we haven't talked about the fourth one yet, yeah, four, three of the f- four were under $3,800, which means if I was filling out a contest card using these guys, yep. the rest of my guys I could go elite, like Le'Veon Bell, Ezekiel Elliott, boom. And that, that's, how you win, that's how you win contests, by finding these little gems, two or three of them, which allows you to go for the gusto you know, with the studs at the other spots. Right. You know, let's talk about your fourth guy. Let's talk about your fourth guy. It's Austin Safarian Jenkins with the Jets. Uh, There's two aspects here. I like his price tag of 3,800. I love the aspect of handcuffing because there's no way Austin Safarian Jenkins can have a good day fantasy-wise if Josh McCown isn't involved, barring injury, of course. Knock on wood. Uh, Jenkins here, I wrote about him yesterday. Let's call this up. Okay. Jenkins 
uh, he is my number eight tight end for the week. Why would you do that? For a guy who's basically, you don't think about him much. He was suspended. Yeah, I've got two big reasons here. First of all, the Browns defense currently owns bottom five rankings against posing tight ends. Across the board categories of targets, receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns allowed. Plus, Safarian Jenkins, or ASJ, has caught all but one of his targets from McCown this season, and of his last five games, he has a catch-a-target rate of 76%. Put it all together for that price with the uh, McCown handcuff, it just makes too much sense. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I love ASJ this week. He's, uh, I believe he's second on the team in targets in the, over the last two weeks. I can believe that. Yeah, <laughs> 10 targets. I think Robbie Anderson has 12 or something. So yeah. uh, if he's getting five a game, uh, match up. And absolutely. he's catching four of them. Say he, yeah. he, he's ca- if he's getting whatever the number is, he's catching 80% of that. So Yep, absolutely. John, who's your guy? Well, I had Austin Safarian Jenkins at eight as well, and I was a little Boom. disappointed that uh, Jay took him. And then I looked. Wait, up. you got to get here earlier then. You well, know, that's you know, what it is. I, I consoled case. myself by looking up my rankings to my number three tight end, where I've got Hunter Henry, who's going off the board at forty six hundred dollars. Um, the only thing that's stopping him right now is Anthony Lynn. He hasn't had targets in two of the last four <laughs> games, and this is why you're an zero and four team when maybe the well, one of the top three playmakers on your team is not seeing the football in two out of three games. Wait a minute. Melvin Gordon just went public yesterday complaining that he's not getting the ball enough in the fourth quarter. And so if Henry's not getting targeted and Gordon's getting ignored in the fourth quarter, who's getting the ball? Well, there's a good question. Eckler? Although Eckler's one for one on touches, so maybe they got to get Eckler more involved as well. But this is a great opportunity for Hunter Henry the Giants have given up the second most catches to tight ends, the second most yardage to tight ends, the most touchdowns to tight ends. Every game this year, they've allowed at least one tight end touchdown. And last week, we saw both Bucks tight ends get in the end zone. So even Antonio Gates and his two catches for 28 yards could maybe get in the end zone this sure. week. But I think Hunter Henry has the big game. I'm with you 100%. I've got Henry conservatively at the bottom of the top 10, knowing full well that he has the upside to go top three, top four for the week. Yep. If you're spending 4600 on him, you have the potential to have a Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz level of production for you know, a Hunter Henry bargain price. Sure. I'll buy that. Uh, so, my guy, <laughs> so my guy is Evan Ingram. Same game. Same game. Uh, the matchup isn't as great for Ingram. It but, can't be. Statistically, yeah, can't that be. would be impossible. That, that is true. <laughs> yeah. It cannot be. But Evan Ingram has had at least four catches and at least 34 yards in every single game. I believe he has 18 targets over the last two weeks. Yeah, he's killing it. That kind of volume is incredible. And for a $3,800 tight end to have a basically a floor of 7.5 points on Van Ball scoring – I'm loving that, and and just the way they're using him over the last couple of weeks, I truly feel that you know his his real breakout hasn't even happened yet. For some weird reason, I just feel like it hasn't, and this might be the week. Even if it's not, your floor is like seven and a half to ten points. Here's the remarkable thing about the 18 targets over the last two weeks. This was not a period where. Uh, Odell wasn't playing or Shepard wasn't doing well. Brandon Marshall's had a, a big surge of targets in the last three weeks. So this is all, with all these guys performing well, they still 
took the time to, to target Ingram 18 times over two games. I think the, we've answered your previous question is where are those extra touches going to come <laughs> from. There's no – this is an NBA game. The final score of this game could be 54 to 49. You know, so but, there's going to be a lot of snaps. We also said that for Dolphins Saints. Well, that, that was Jay that Cutler. I'm literally bl- blaming Jay Cutler. football back 20 years. <laughs> this one does, is, they don't have yeah. to travel across the ocean to play this one. I'm not blaming Jay Cutler for that I'm interception, by the way. Like, uh, who calls a fade pass when you have a J.I. A J. Cohen down or well, how yeah, are that, you doing? that was annoying. Yeah. First like, goal from he's inside from the five. London at the one yard line. It's like <laughs> yeah. giving it's like Marshawn Lynch. It's basically the same thing of we have this wide, wide 100% obvious scenario, but let's ignore it just for reasons that no one can explain because yeah. coaches coaches is smart. No, that's the thing. I used to work with Gase with the Lions and he's a nice guy and all that stuff. Michigan State guy, but there's nothing more annoying to me than when a head coach pretends like or likes to think that he's the smartest person in the room. Sometimes the most obvious play is still the best play. I don't disagree. Nice. Okay. So I think I think that's uh, that's all we need for today. We got our we got our three tight ends, our three running backs, three wide receivers, three quarterbacks. Everyone who's listening to this is going to win this week. Well, yeah, if they now. listened last week, I mean, we we, we, cleaned we up. nailed it last week. We're starting week. to get good at this, yes. you know. We're, we're not idiots over here. Yeah. You know? well, yeah. I well, I wouldn't go so far <laughs> to say that. However. Yes. So we have lots of contests in our lobby at fanball.com. Lots of good content up as well. We got all of our rankings, but maybe I'll just plug my contest. This, sure. Go I'm for it. I'm on this show. Go. Go to fanball.com. They, they expanded lobby. it There's this week because it's they they yeah. can't. It's like the they had to add on seats at uh, the Charger Stadium. They added over an extra hundred spots because it was filling up a day early every week. You get more so. people in your contest than the Chargers get fans. That might be true. I, I if, don't think, I think of how much more true. people would join if they got that same shirt that you're wearing right now. It's people a pretty sweet it. shirt. Yeah, it, that is a. It it looks like a toy chick, a toy chickadee. But it's like a Rorschach test where you can interpret it <laughs> yeah. ten different ways. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty sweet. I, I will admit. No, it's a chick. <laughs> chick as in We're gonna, baby chicken. Let's, let's, <laughs> after the show, remind me to have Jay tested. Oh, <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. John is at J2V on Twitter. Jay is at M-I-N underscore J Clemens on Twitter. That is correct, sir. And I am at ScottFish24 on Twitter. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.